allergies will be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Hey everybody, welcome to After These Messages, bringing you hot takes on commercial breaks. That's right, we're here to talk about TV commercials tonight. The good ones, the bad ones, and the ones where people say weird shit like this. I'm not your dad. I am Santa Claus. My name is Andrew Walsh, and I'm here with Genevieve Haz, as always. Hey, Vive. Hi, Andrew. Coming up today, is this one of those shows where we came up with the name first? This feels like one of those shows where we came up with the name Let's first. Let's say it was a photo finish. <laughs> We're calling it Ad Santa, unless something uh, hits us better. But um, obviously, right now you turn on the TV, you see TV commercials. They are filled with Santa Clauses. We've been doing this show five years. How have we never ranked Santa Clauses before? Well, there's just a, it's a bottomless well of creativity with ATM. By the way, what are we going to do here? Are we going to give them letter grades? I don't know. <laughs> Okay, can I vote for giving them letter grades? Yes. Okay, sounds good. We're going to vote on giving them letter grades. <laughs> okay, sounds good. We will be going through. And these are all current uh, Santa Claus commercials, right? Yeah, We're not going to, deep into... I tried to stick with 2020 because if you don't put some guardrails on this, you get your... There's no bottom to it. It's Santa's all the way down. It is. Now, I would say, though, if listeners want to do the work for us, I'd be interested in hearing... <laughs> we already did this show. You're listening to it right now. I would like to hear from listeners about uh, Santa ads that they remember from the past. They might love or yeah, hate. past Santa, past Santa. I, I just feel, I don't know this, but I just feel like there were probably some creepy Santa commercials in the seventies. It just feels like a universal truth to me. Yeah. Um, also, uh, we have some really fun jingles uh, coming up in a little bit, including one from our best friend, apparently. Yeah. I didn't realize we had. Um, but also, more importantly, and I've I've. This is a power move. I've been making him sit here <laughs> quietly the whole time. We have a special guest again tonight. And of course, we How only How close have... are we to the end of the show? Because <laughs> honestly, we're like... We're getting closer every minute. That's, I'm happy to be a silent partner. <laughs> we only have special guests on the show. We've never had a normal guest. One day, we might have a normal guest. But today, we have another special guest. Uh, you might recognize that voice as the um, sidekick on the podcast TVTL <laughs> or Too Beautiful to Live, Luke Burbank. Hi there. Thank you hey, for man. having me on. Welcome back. Yes. Uh, and can I just start by apologizing, Genevieve, for the many, many times that uh, I, I have cannibalized uh, after these messages content on the show that uh, Andrew hosts that I sidekick on called TBTL. <laughs> I appreciate that apology. And it's long overdue. Yes. <laughs> that is a real... Um, that's a bugaboo of yours. It's a real bugaboo. <laughs> <laughs> what do you say? There's. We can talk about literally anything else <laughs> yes. in the world. Yeah. And yet, I want to like and yet somehow, deep dive on John Travolta Santa. Every week, it's like, oh yeah, I talked about. <laughs> yeah, I now have to sneak it, <laughs> like like hiding lipstick on my collar. I'll be like, you better no. clear your internet browser history after we've talked about the latest. Oh man, you guys, I'm I'm sorry, uh, but. The reason that I'm constantly uh, stealing your your show's thunder on our show is because I watch a lot of commercials and I have very, very strong reactions to them. And one that I had a very strong reaction to last night to the point where I wanted to tweet about it with impotent tweet rage, mm -hmm. but I didn't think anyone would <laughs> know. Is there any other kind? Mm -hmm. <laughs> Not for me. It's uh, it's it is actually, I think, vaguely Christmas related or at least it's seasonal. I believe it's for. Mercedes-Benz 
and there's this weird stuffed animal yes, that is yes. on a truck. Oh my God. On a semi-truck, right? That, on a grill. This, this commercial has been driving me insane. I don't, and I feel like Andrew doesn't get my anxiety and upsetness about it. Oh my. Which is weird because I'm the clean one. Well, it, oh, um, break it down for me. What's bothering yeah. well, you? Well, so this? let's let's set up what happens in the commercial. I don't yeah. think it's worth playing because it's all just music. Yeah. I think, but we see like just the grill of a semi truck pulling into a parking lot. Somewhere, it's like right? a truck stop diner. It's mm-hmm. somewhere very snowy, and yep. it's not like beautiful, clean. Hey, it's a December to remember snow. Mm-hmm. It's like gross <laughs> maximum overdrive. Emilio Estevez, gat like. <laughs> trucking you know way station snow right mm-hmm. and we see this truck come in and it's a close-up on the grill where they have like some sort of a i assume christmas themed stuffed animal it's hard to, to say the grill. It's, it's just sort of a it's a very gray washed out weather beaten little stuffed critter and it's chained to the front of the grill like you'll sometimes see yeah. a stuffed animal on the front of a semi-truck grill and it the the critter comes to life it unhooks itself which is horrifying yeah it unhooks itself from the truck and falls into this dirty, slushy snow. A little girl is there with her family. They drive a fancy Mercedes. Mm-hmm. The little girl picks up this disgusting, you know, weather-beaten, wet, stuffed animal off the ground, takes it with her into the Mercedes and takes it home. It's so, probably riddled with COVID. I mean, so happy ending for this stuffed animal. But, like, at no point does any adult say, there's so many things that bother me about this. At no point does an adult say, hey, that's dirty. We'll wash it. Don't snuggle it. But also there's something just so grim and terrifying about the life that the stuffed animal has lived until this point. Thank you. That's your point? The I am not emotionally prepared for <laughs> the you. backstory yeah. of this stuff. Do not bring those things to life <laughs> for me because now I have to every yes. car I see with something lashed to the front of it that's inanimate. It's horrifying. It's, and it's also way too real. The this stuffed animal is not like it's not sort of like a, um, a cutesy Christmas bear that's like holding a candy cane and it's just a little you know it's got a little bit of wear and tear on it. This thing looks like it crawled mm-hmm. out of a sewer. Yes. Mm-hmm. I mean it, and its eyes are huge and Anyway, I've, I've I it's like Derelict Santa. Do you remember Derelict Santa? Sure, I remember Derelict Santa. Our, our friend Polly um, used to drive a beater of a car, and in the back seat, I mean, for years, I think this actually followed him through From, several cars. Yeah, through several beaters. He had one of those um, ice scrapers mm-hmm. that also will cover your hand, but the thing that covers your hand was kind of like a, a puppet, sort of, and it was like this dirty Santa Claus. And Polly, God love him, he's a dirty man, and he uh, would have this thing in the backseat of his car, and I'd always play with it because I... I'm fidgety and I play with toys, but it was so nasty. He called it derelict Santa, and it was just—it looked like this thing. It was just brown and gray and nasty. Because it was nasty. used to scrape slush off exactly. of dirty cars in Boston, and it was just stepped on yeah. in the back seat for years and well, years. Well, now I got dirty Santa to worry about. <laughs> where's Where's he? Is anyone looking yeah. out for him? <laughs> that thing is long gone. I, I think the last thing on that commercial is it in no way puts me any closer to buying. A Mercedes Benz. Yeah, which it's not even a good pitch. I didn't for remember what it was for until right. you said that. Like it's it doesn't. I mean, I know there are a lot of commercials that probably don't effectively like make the case for the product, and in some of the most fun commercials, they don't make the case. This especially doesn't make the case. I'm traumatized about the stuffed animal. I'm mad. I'm actually mad at Mercedes Benz when the ad is over. If you hadn't told me that it was for Mercedes, I would have had no idea mm-hmm. what product it was for. Was it for McDonald's? Was mm-hmm. it for Coke? I don't know. 
There was a um, listener, I think I told you this, Veeves. I don't know if this is appropriate to bring up here, but there was a listener of TBTL who posted this on, um, I think, the Slack channel. Somebody um, had left a note on somebody's car in a school parking lot because the car had a similar situation where they put an, a little stuffed elf on the front of the car, but they did that thing where it looked like the car had hit the elf. They had it uh-huh. strapped in backwards. <laughs> oh, yeah. And like some angry mom wrote this note, just like, my kid started crying when he saw this thing on the grill of the car. And I was like, listen, I'm not a parent. I don't want to tell people their business, but uh, I don't t- t- toughen up. Every Can I say fam- that? Every family <laughs> celebrates their Christmas differently. Some it's the elf on the shelf. The others is the kill on the grill. Right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I'm not here to judge who does what. Anyway, all right. Do you guys want to get into some uh, Santa commercials? Just say yes. <laughs> I wonder who this is. You can't tell. Wait. Doesn't have a distinct sound at all. I didn't. This is TLC. TLC, yeah. I had no idea that this song existed until you started playing it. How did this escape my radar? I don't know. I mean, there's a million good Christmas songs that are just kind of like in the crevices of time. (laughs) I was, we spent forever looking for a song to open up the show today. Wasn't landing on anything that really, um, that really, uh, uh, I don't know, dilled my pickles. Hmm as people famously say. Mm -hmm. Uh, (laughs) But when I landed on that, I'd almost given up. And then I landed on that, and I was delighted. I do like that. Uh, All right, what are we starting off with here, Viv? We've got to start with the Capital One, uh, which is is definitely a commercial in the news. It's getting a lot of... uh, It's got a lot of heat, this commercial. Hmm. Um, This is a a reunion. It's a Pulp Fiction reunion with John Travolta and Samuel L. Jackson. Although, Luke, you were the person that had to break it to me that the Santa is John Travolta because he's heavily made up. Yeah. Um, so John Travolta is Santa Claus. He's sitting in, I assume, the North Pole. He's all, you know, in a, in a cozy house. He's there with Mrs. Claus. It's not Uma Thurman. Also not played by his actual wife, who is herself a professional actress. Right. Which I don't know why that matters to me, but I was just sort <laughs> of like, can't, we can't get Kelly uh, it's just in a, the commercial? It seems random to me. Like, I'll talk about it after we Her play it. Her name is, I believe, Dara Darnie or is the, is the actor or who plays oh, really? his, yeah. his Mrs. Claus. Yeah, and oh. she's sort of, you know, she's an actress, but she's not a name actress. See, this is what confuses me. Well, that's one of the many things that confuses me about this commercial. I think it's just a complete mess, but it's like, oh, is this supposed to be a Pulp Fiction reunion? Then if so, like, who is the third person who has nothing to do? Like, what is the joke? What is the point of Get this Get the French commercial? lady who says, Who's motorcycle yes. like this? <laughs> it's a chopper, baby. Who's chopper, chopper Yeah, she's this? probably available. Get Buscemi to play oh, Mrs. Claus. Come on, non <laughs> Traditional casting. I love it. <laughs> okay, so what happens in this commercial, Vives? I'm not saying that in a radio way, like, so you can set it up. I mean, literally, what happens in this commercial? Well, we'll play it here, and the audio does a lot of the work. But basically, John Travolta as Santa Claus is online shopping for presents for the elves. And, and he's shopping in bulk because there's so many elves. While he's doing his shopping, uh, Samuel L. Jackson kind of pops on in a video chat to hip him to a new feature from Capital One, which is very similar to a lot of feature, to a feature that I have, like an extension you can get from a lot of different places where it like searches for coupons for things. I use Honey, free plug. Uh, I was not paid to say that. So Uh, that actually works, by the way? Sometimes I got free shipping today on a thing. Because I'm forever Googling 
What's the crate and barrel discount code? Yes. Then I get a website that definitely looks like it's giving my computer some kind of STD. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then I never get a promo code. Mm-hmm. I would recommend Honey. Uh, Honey seems to do it pretty cleanly. I'm sure they're just, I'm sure at the price of my data and privacy, which is what they is want. Is it an actual extension? Yes, yeah, an extension. That you put into Chrome or something? Yep. Hmm. Okay. So anyway, uh, John Travolta, Santa Claus is shopping. He has his conversation with um, Samuel L. Jackson. Uh, what's notable about this is there are a lot of Pulp Fiction Easter eggs in this ad. Um, there is a dance contest um, trophy on the mantle, oh, a.k.a. Good Jack Slim. Did not notice that. Um, there's a $5 shake um, next to John Travolta or John, next to Santa. Oh, uh, well, I didn't look, look, John, John Santa. John Santa. <laughs> thank you. Um and uh, I think I think uh, Sam Jackson is wearing a shirt that says uh, something with cheese, like Royale with cheese. Oh, okay. Wow. I did not notice any of those. Are you ready for me to hit play on this? Let's do it. All right, let's do it. All right. We got 9,000 tins of hot chocolate, 3,000 bags of marshmallows, 5,000 world's best elf mugs, and 3,000 bolo ties. Gifts for elves, check. I just need a dang coupon code. Hold your reindeer, Santa. Samuel, what's up? I got a gift for you. So, out of curiosity, so what happens here? He just invades his computer. He just pops into somebody's computer. You yeah, can which do that? doesn't bode well for the virus proofness of whatever they're selling you. Yeah, here. right. It seems like some internet security protocols <laughs> need to be implemented. Code. Hold your reindeer, Santa. Samuel, what's up? I got a gift for you. Capital One Shopping Instant searches for available coupon codes and automatically applies them. Just download it to your computer. It's free. Oh, I have that. Save me a bundle. You have that? Mm-hmm. What? Yep. Whoa. What's with his reaction there? You have that? Yeah, it seems outsized. I feel like a lot of the comedy in this commercial, it, rem- it reminds me a lot of commercials that don't work comedically, which is just people are saying things that are humor adjacent. Yes. Uh-huh. Right. But none of it actually lines up or makes sense. It has the cadence of a joke. Yes. Look at that. So, that get me off your naughty list? Are you off the naughty words? Yes. Oh, 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 I don't think so. Why you gotta make it so hard? Capital One Shopping, it's kind of genius. What's in your wallet? Then at the end, now I've never seen this. This is the extended version. Yes, at the in the extended version, which isn't showing on TV very much, they cut oh. to Santa and Mrs. Claus doing a basically the same dance that they do from Pulp Fiction, the Jackrabbit Slim's twist contest. But again, not Uma Thurman. Nobody even related. I hate this commercial so much. It's <laughs> such a mess. You're that mad at it? I am. It's a mess. And it's a missed opportunity because it's. I think actually the idea of melding Pulp Fiction and Christmas and getting <laughs> the people from that movie, which I love that movie, like that actually could be clever. Like you could have done something. I don't have a better idea in my mind right now but I feel like you could have done better with that it's not like you're starting with nothing to work mm-hmm, with right. they just didn't do very much with it Cast well it there's or, not or, a lot of others there's not a lot of scenes they can recreate in a Christmas context yeah. you can't do the you can't do the cleaning up the car scene Right. What, what about the gimp scene? You can't do yeah. the gimp scene. I would like to see a scene where an elf puts a syringe right into Santa's heart right. <laughs> with full of adrenaline. You, you can't do the look at the big brains on Brad scene. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you're Those rapidly running out of scenes where J- Samuel Jackson and John Travolta are in them together, which they weren't even in that scene, the dance scene together. That is true. I mean, you could have set it, though, in the in the Jack Rabbit diner. You could have actually... I know that Samuel Jackson's character isn't actually there, but you could have put it in the iconic diner, which would make the dancing make a little bit more sense at the end. I agree that something better could have been done with this, but it doesn't... 
bother me the way like the we were really unhappy with the Mark Hamill Patrick mm-hmm. Stewart ad for Uber Eats where it felt like such a missed opportunity you have these two giants of these two giant uh, you know sci-fi franchises they come together even if you assume you can't use the intellectual property of those two mm-hmm. of Star Wars and Star Trek like it felt like there was a better joke that could be written I don't mind this like when he says are you off the naughty words Sam Jackson like not or says yes but shakes his head that's no the, that's the best part of the whole commercial is the look on Sam Jackson Sam Jackson's face as he's trying to fib but you know what else <laughs> I think that this is I think part of what happened here was they were trying to shoot this in a way that seemed socially responsible during the time of COVID which is why Sam Jackson is on a screen and yep. not there and if you look at it again Mrs. Claus and Santa are 12 feet apart mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. and so I think it's but they're they're not directly addressing it but they're trying to shoot it in a way that if someone were to come back later and say hey is this alright they could they could sort of um, you know say we, we did our best but the problem in doing that it almost just kind of just quarantine these people together for right. 14 days. Right. Pay them. That you already paid them an astronomical and just, sum. And then just film that and, and show it to me. That right. I would watch. <laughs> um, all right. Let's move on here. Um, by the way, I, this is a really weird thing. That commercial has been on my mind lately. I don't. I shouldn't. So what grade up. does that does John Travolta oh, Santa get? Oh, I, I don't like John Trasanta. I don't like John Trasanta. That's the other thing. He's got an edge to him that yeah, I do not appreciate. I don't understand the accent. Well, right. Yeah. He's he's he says ho ho ho, which I think is like a Vinny. Is that like a uh, oh. who's who's he in in. Uh, Oh in, a, oh, in a, a Welcome Hogs. Back, Cotter. Yeah, yeah. Is, that a, is that a Sweat Hogs? A Vinnie Barbarino reference? Yeah. It felt like but there again, was something. Folks, can we focus on what yeah. the premise of the commercial is? Right. Are we going to bring in uh, Michael, where he plays an angel? <laughs> I mean, where does it stop? <laughs> All right, I'm going to, uh, should we agree on a grade? Do you want to uh, give him like a, do you want to give that Santa a B minus is the highest I will go. I'll go B minus. B minus. Um, I'm I'm a guest in your home. I will. Agree <laughs> what what does your my, gut say, though? I think like a B at the highest for me. Oh, okay. I thought you were gonna go lower. I will go B minus then. Okay. Um, I'm writing that down as if we'll uh, as if it matters. This will uh, go on his permanent record. <laughs> yes, exactly. This will so, be the biggest scandal of John Travolta's life. <laughs> <laughs> Now, this next one I have real mixed feelings about. I've only seen it a few times. Okay. It always starts to creep me out, but then by the end, I find myself joyous. Okay. Luke, ooh, I just no. I'm 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 observing on the uh, and by the way, full marks on your technical setup here. No, oh, um, oh, thank you. Really, no, I, it's I forgot that there's of course a visual component for for when the the show's being produced. It's what and makes our show so good. Honestly. Is that we have a lot of media that has no audio, uh-huh. which we then yeah. laboriously describe but to our wait. listeners. It's media that people hate. But wait. Yes. <laughs> but wait, there's less. <laughs> but I, you were reacting because you see the yes, commercial I've queued I up. I saw the freeze frame, and yes. I'm, in, I'm, I'm really surprised to hear that this commercial grows on you. Maybe I just haven't watched it enough because I'm still in the camp of... It's a bit unsettling to mm-hmm. me, but I'll, I'll let you. I'll let you do your thing. Well, this is um, this is going to be a little bit tough to grade, I think, because there's not a single Santa in this, but rather a herd of Santas. Mm-hmm. This is for Ford, um, and it sort of um, keys off the idea of the um, what are they called? Santa mobs? Yeah, flash mobs or Santarchy, Red Menace. <laughs> 
God. Wait, well, I guess I asked the right person. You did a story on this, right? <laughs> I did it one year, and I regret it greatly. Oh, you didn't do it professionally. You just did it for funsies. My, when I lived in New York, a pal of mine, who is, in fact, a public radio, a, a notable public radio person, said, we're all getting dressed up like Santas. We're going down to, like, Union Square. We're bringing a bunch of alcohol, and we're just going to rage in the city. And, you Classic know. Noah Adams. At that time... <laughs> It was Nina Totenberg. <laughs> At that time, I didn't. I just thought, well, that sounds fun, and I like drinking a lot on a Saturday. And and but I now am not a fan of those things. I kind of see them for what they are, in my opinion, which is really just messing everyone's life up mm-hmm. in a variety of bars and playgrounds and stuff. You know, like and so. people just thinking that they're being more. I don't know. Clever is the wrong word, but everybody's just being extra, basically. Right. So you have a bunch of drunk adults dressed in Santa costumes. Well, Ford has taken this um, uh, tradition and used it to try to sell more Fords, which is that they have a a whole mob of Santas running through the city with apparently no other inhabitants of this city, Mm. but they're all converging on a Ford dealership. Mm -hmm. Okay, let's take a listen to this. Uh Uh-oh, the Santas are coming out of their crevices. Not the worst version of this song. Yeah, no, I kind of like, like this, this. this uh, cover. Oh, man, there's a lot of them. What is that? There's what is that hundreds. class? About 100? Now yeah, they're they... all running to the Ford dealership. And they're, like, climbing all over the cars and checking out the, the hauling capacity, which I wondered is, like, obviously these are not... These are supposed to be people dressed as Santa Claus. They can't... They, mm-hmm. It, mm-hmm. by definition, cannot be the Santa. Shout out to the Black Santa. Shout out to Black Santa, obviously, pro-Black Santa. But are they excited about the hauling capacity because they are, you know, it feels right. like they're trying to say, like, oh, because Santa has a lot of presents, but, like, that ain't Santa. I don't like the way that they emerge from an alley. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's upsetting. Like, like mm-hmm. New York City rats running <laughs> yeah. amok. Right. Like, one of them knocks over a garbage can. There's a very unhinged, <laughs> like, these could be, these... These Santas could be right behind Heath Ledger's Joker. Yeah, I right. was about to say, there's one where a guy is waking up in a chair in a basement. And he, the doctor says to him, you see what I have to work with here? One of them wakes up in a bathtub full of ice. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, no, they're a little, it's a little grimy. Mm-hmm. There's the gri- there's a grime factor that I think Ford may have um, overshot on just a smidge. <laughs> maybe that's what maybe that's the turning point for me because I don't like it when you just see them running through the city but there's something and I don't know what it is and I, I'm not really defending it but it's something that um, tickles my pleasure center is maybe when they get to is that, the, I'm going to really seriously <laughs> request that you not say that again. How, is that before or after your pickles been dilled? <laughs> Where is that on as they called it at my school the hand grenade ladder? <laughs> What is that? That was a thing they taught us Christian kids about escalating physical intimacy oh, that's going oh, up right. the hand grenade ladder. And when you've gone up the hand grenade ladder, you can't go back down. I don't even under... I'm sorry to ask this, mm-hmm. but you're going to have to explain that metaphor to me. I, it was unexplained even to us. These were the two things that we learned in Christian school about not having sex. Um, one was uh, they would bring in uh, duct tape and they would stick the duct tape on, I, I can't remember if they would stick the duct tape together and pull it apart or they'd stick it on someone's arm and pull it off and then stick it on someone else's. And the, the example was the duct tape was less sticky oh. each time it came in oh. contact with something. Right. And that is your, I'm going to be honest, Genevieve, your flower. Oh, I got I mean, it. You, I got yeah. it. Yeah. That one I followed. Yeah. And so that <laughs> I'll was, tell you what, nothing sticks to this. <laughs> I know. 
hey. <laughs> but then the other one was the hand grenade ladder, which was just, I don't, I mean, I don't understand why it was called that, but it was just this idea that if you were progressing through different kinds of activities, you were never going to, you know, once you got to heavy petting, uh-huh. you're never going back to, to mm-hmm. you know, closed mouth kissing on the hand grenade ladder. It feels like there's a holy hand grenade reference right? mm-hmm. about to be part of that. I, it turns out that these crankpots that would come in and speak to high schoolers <laughs> at an evangelical Christian school had not thought every metaphor through as much as I wish they would. But we, it we clearly was, worked. We yeah. was, oh, wait, how is your adult daughter? <laughs> oh, who turns 27 in about a month and a half. She's good. You know what? She went to a real school where she learned sex ed. I, I went to a public school and we once, but I also went to school in the South. So we got some mixed messages. Right. And I remember we had a speaker come in and this is probably one of those speakers who he like puts himself out there and gullible or naive uh, school districts hire him. But I, I think d- it's harder to fill those assemblies than you'd think exactly. based on some of the assembly speakers. Huh. Exactly. Um, and so I just remember one thing about this guy, which was he told us to sleep without underwear. Huh? And huh? I, he said it was he said, you need to air it out. Huh? <laughs> and this was in a public school like, also- like assembly. And I don't remember anything else about <laughs> that. His talk, it. what he was even what, what this what his thesis was. I just that was my takeaway. <laughs> you need to out. air it out. Was that uh, I mean, I guess you don't remember the context. Was that supposed to be like offered as actual uh, advice about i guess you would say feminine hygiene i think yeah like yeah some sort of like feminine from a guy from mm-hmm. a man exactly who you want to get that mm-hmm. from i don't remember the context i don't remember his credentials i doubt they were impressive <laughs> but <laughs> i just i'll always remember that we we had a, a a person come to our school to give some kind of a speech and i i'm only repeating this i don't want to be ableist i it's it was his joke and i kind of feel like this is how he got in the door, and this was the really the whole speech existed to support this one moment, which was he was someone who had lost an eye, and uh, and maybe he was born without it. I'm not sure, but he set That's up. That's why whole, you always leave a note. He <laughs> he set up this elaborate thing about how he would be like when he was a kid playing baseball, and he, and like you know they'd throw a ball, everyone would yell "Good eye." Because he only had one eye, and I yeah. really honestly think that's what got him into the yeah. motivational speaking game. Not, <laughs> not that, that joke, eye, but, but that joke. That, that joke, joke, because he said it one time, somebody laughed, and then he just said, like, I'm going to build something around uh-huh. this. Yeah. And that, that, that all of his jokes kind of come back to that exact Sometimes punchline. our scaffolding arrives in unexpected <laughs> <Yeah>. ways. <laughs> um, all right, let's get back. Back to Santa. Yeah, let's get back to it. Uh, let's see, I'll give the first Santa in that an A. I'll give the second Santa a B. <laughs> I'm afraid uh, this is going to have to be a group project. <laughs> I don't know. Um, what do you guys want to give that? Maybe we should just stop grading them. Okay. Okay. Well, <laughs> <laughs> what grade would I, you give the grading structure? I think I give them, those Santas uh, as a group, as an organism, I, I give that that organism a higher mark than I give the John Travolta Santa. Yes, I would as well. Oh, and what I started to say when we got in before the sex talk was there's something about when the joy that they exhibit when they get to the actual car lot and one of them drops the bag and they all start jumping in the cars and they're having a good time. It just reminds me of a a sort of childlike wonder sort of. Actually, I think it's not a bad ad for Ford. Yeah, I actually don't think it is either. So, uh, but we started with a B minus. Maybe we gave Travolta's too much. Now we've... Great in a curve. I don't know. Give them Bs. I would vote for a B. Okay, okay, good. I'm just glad we spent a lot of time on that. Um, okay, what do we have up next? Now, this might be, we're two commercials in, so that's about all I prepped for. What okay. else have we got? 
Well, Luke, you told me about this one. This is um, uh, this is Steve Carell for Xfinity. I could not find. I don't know where they're airing this, but the the version that I I found two versions: a three minute and change version and a two minute version. So if oh. they're running a thirty or fifteen second version somewhere, I'm not seeing. You know it. where they're running it? It's it's when you watch on demand programming. Uh, what is that, by the way? What is that liminal space <laughs> where you just see the same ad? A thousand times in a mm-hmm. night because it's been digitally slotted into an old episode of The Addams Family yep. you're watching on decades. It's yep. amazing to me that they haven't, and I think some of the streaming services have, but that they haven't figured out that that's very off-putting to people. Yeah. And it's actually, if it happens enough, it can really make you think, I I have a negative association with that product. But the thing is, everyone already has a negative association with Xfinity. So that's true. It doesn't matter. Yeah. I used to defend them so much. I've huh. had some bad experiences in the past year. Um, so I don't think I've, you said this is Steve Carell. Yeah. So Steve Carell is Santa Claus. He is. Um, it's COVID times. It's 2020. He zooms with all of his elves um, and tell and essentially gives them a really difficult assignment. So we let's listen to like the first 30 ish. Let's we'll listen to the first part of this. Then there's like a bunch of stuff you can kind of skip over where the elves are just like wigging out about how do they meet the these incredibly impossible demands that Santa has made on them and then cut to th- the third act. Okay. So this is uh, the phones are waking up all the elves. Oh, hi, Santa. <laughs> Good morning, every... You know what? I can't even fake it. Look, after the year we just had, the usual gifts are just not going to cut it. So we have to find something else. Good luck. <laughs> What does that mean? We are doomed. What do you think? Not great. I should have thought about that before I said it. Sorry. Okay, so now they're all trying to just shopping network. improve Everyone their gifts. They're coming up, but they're trying to come up with ideas for something that will really make this year be special. Okay. Um, but then this one elf comes up with this idea to like capture experiences that people care about like hugs from grandma or a snowball fight with your family oh um, it's like so brain candy it's sort of like brain candy so okay. we see all, it always think. it always comes back to brain candy <laughs> which a crossover joke with uh with uh, barton fink uh should i bring it up now so has he pitched this idea to santa claus yes yeah, we so need santa's to hear that a, uh santa's pretty skeptical and also as santa's getting this call mrs claus comes out uh, of the shower behind him on the Zoom call, and we all know what that like. Oh, she's wearing a towel. Okay, there are moments that make the holidays and package them. I just don't What's see that, it work. Honey? No, no, no. You are getting so I'm not gonna lie, it's a little stressful. It's down to the wire. The team's been working around the clock. We've had to rethink our whole approach. So all of these boxes don't contain objects, but they contain feelings or memories or experiences. Christmas smells, the right. pinching of the cheeks of right. the Right, okay. I'm not sure it's going to work. It'll work. I didn't know you were listening. <laughs> can I just... Yeah, go ahead. Can I mention I love the negativity of... Yes. yes. I mean, it's, it's probably fairly low-hanging fruit, and it's, you know, it's got a sort of... It's classic Steve Carell, right? Just with the asides. But just the fact that they're letting most of the Santa character in this commercial just wallow in how low his expectations yes. are for his employees. I enjoy that. But not in a but not negative and this is the first time I'm seeing this, but it doesn't seem to be negative in an off putting like mm-hmm. I can't it think of a better mean. word than toxic or mean. It's yeah. just like it's he he wants the best. Yeah. He's he wants the best. He's aiming high and so his expectations, like you say, Luke, are just low. So he's just kind of pessimistic. And if you miss that joke there, so he's laying in bed with Mrs. Claus 
uh, and he's just sort of thinking out loud about how this is going to be a failed experiment. And then she responds and he says, I didn't realize you were listening, which is cute. All right, now all the drones, a bunch of drones are picking up all these boxes full of experiences or feelings. They've piled them on the sleigh. Santa comes out. Honestly, just send the drones to everyone's house. Eliminate yeah. the middleman. <laughs> right? why, are we, why are we creating another link in the supply that's, chain? We're droning it happening. to Santa's house. Yes. Well, so that he can get his, I guess the magic sleigh is important. That works. I oh, he, uh, sorry, uh, and I know yeah, it's ahead. not my job to help no, describe no, the dude, commercial, please. but um, but he opens a box and I think a snowball hits him in the face. Right. Okay, it's, so that was the, like the idea of a family snowball fight. Exactly. Okay, and then he he likes it. He says this experiment is working. Now he's on his magic sleigh. Is that what they call the magic sleigh? It's yeah. Santa sleigh, and he's uh, traveling the world. But the holidays are all about coming together. Santa, Santa you're on mute. Wanted to say thanks. Thanks for believing. He was zooming with his elves. It wouldn't be 2020 without a Zoom joke. Yeah, (laughs) right, right, right. Um... I really like that. That's sweet. Did you suggest it because you liked it, Luke, or because you didn't like it? Um, oh, I like it, um, and I suggested just because it was, along with the Travolta one, kind of two memorable Santa ads from this year. I mean, I will say this. Uh, it's, I mean, I don't think that anybody should give anyone Xfinity. No. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, right, the right. underlying premise that Xfinity captures the smell of right. grandma's cookies right. in, in the internet having experience is is fraudulent. You know what they should do? They should have a box that you open up and it's the feeling of not being able to get a fucking customer yeah. service person on the yeah. line and you just keep yeah. on mashing the numbers. That's and what they Krampus just keep... is going to bring you. Yeah. <laughs> they just keep saying because of COVID, we cannot help you in yeah. any way. Just give us more money. That's right. That's yeah. the box that I opened a couple of weeks ago. Absolutely. Right. All right. What's this Pillsbury one? Um, this is uh, a little boy comes down the stairs. Santa uh, is downstairs but instead of putting tr- uh, presents under the tree he's having a weird tete-a-tete with the pillsbury doughboy oh where they're poking each other's bellies oh we're getting some weird territory i know it sounds weird it's cuter than ice made it sound. <laughs> yeah, okay you ready for this yeah here we go so we see the little boy's uh like list wish list for santa Home is where we make full-bellied belly laughs. And the little boy watches the Pillsbury Doughboy and the Santa Claus uh, repeatedly poking each other's bellies. Which, do you think if you're a kid and you come downstairs, you believe in Santa Claus? Mm-hmm. Okay, mm-hmm. fine. Mm-hmm. That's Santa's, a lot, though, isn't Santa's it? in the room. But also now the Pillsbury Doughboy is yeah. real. Yeah. Right, right. It's That's confusing. when you look down at your eggnog and you go... <laughs> <laughs> what I put in this stuff? I wish that had been the final act. I wish that had been the last beat of this ad. Just throw it right over your shoulder, like, <laughs> or like we like we like look at it as like LSD flavored eggnog. Right, right, right. Yeah, Mrs. Butterworth is smoking a cigarette in the corner. Um, <laughs> Uh, okay, uh, I, I liked I liked that. You know, it actually sounded creepier like it. Uh, than uh, it actually was. It was actually kind of adorable. It was kind of adorable. I right. thought it was cuter than I expected. I didn't like, this is the first I saw it. What I didn't like was, I think it's technically called Belly Boops. <laughs> the Pardon name me? of the ad. I believe the oh, ad is oh, called the like, ad like, is, Boop. Oh. Uh, and we actually have a friend who likes to go around and go Boop and like yes. poke people on the nose and other, not really other places. That makes it sound predatory. I don't like people... Uh, t- touching me and saying boop. No booping. No booping. Yes. I don't enjoy that experience. And it's not comical. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh-huh. 
So I, I just, just want to put you're absolutely right. It's called to, holidays colon Santa belly boops. Yeah, Ugh. I will say that if someone tried to boot me on my belly, mm. they are drawing back a stump. Yeah. <laughs> and there because, is not a jury in the nation that will not yeah. side with you on that, Vives. Good. As that as as it should be. Yeah. Um, now for a commercial for one of my favorite services called service now <laughs> i love that this what is, is a pro- this is i believe a, a british product everyone in this is british anyway british santa hmm. um, what do they think of next but it's, it takes place fully in like the the santa's workshop which here is at the scale of like a factory okay and santa is getting a tutorial from what i would take to be the foreman forewoman of the elves uh as she explains how this um you know, ServiceNow technology is helping them uh, with the logistics of all the toy manufacturing and distributing. It's been a tough year, and now with Q4 wrapping up, the North Pole has to be feeling the heat. It's okay, Santa. Let's workflow it. Workflow it? With the Now platform, we can catch problems before customers even know their problems. Wait, a hose? What kid wants a hose? Fireman? This hose. <laughs> It says horse, not a hose. So drink, get over here. <laughs> now our people can collaborate across silos from across the globe. So how's the new place? It's a four bed, two and a half bath igloo. I feel like I need to stop it here and just kind of catch people up on what's going on. There's sure. a lot of stuff. So what was, stuff. what was the whole thing about the hose and the horse? One of the elves is holding a hose, like a garden hose with a bow on it. And one of her colleagues says, no, no kid wants a hose. And she says, a fireman does, which I think a, fi- a kid fireman yeah, that's is hilarious. Gonna, yeah. And he says, no, you misread it. And he shows the like scrawled Christmas list. And it's really a horse that's just poorly written. So cut to another elf that's like on a fully alive horse. Right. And this kid is getting a horse. Those are going to be some sad parents on on Christmas morning, by the way, who would much rather get a hose and be like, sorry, kid. Sorry, Johnny. Your writing is very bad. Yes. I don't know if this will be exposed uh, later in the commercial, uh, if if I'll have been right or not. But I think Santa has a U.S. accent. Oh, well, why Even, does everybody else have a British accent? Well, is it in the UK? Is this product? Is it possible this well, is I've a never, British commercial? Have you ever heard of... I've never heard of ServiceNow. I haven't I either. haven't either, but I think it's... I mean, I, uh, well, let, let's just let the commercial play out, I guess. He, yeah. I may have misremembered that Santa had a British Maybe accent. Maybe she just no, has the no, British accent. she has... Everybody has a British accent except Santa, which huh. is... Santa. Is the, but that's not the big reveal? No. It's, at the end, it's not going to be like, I was American all along. No, it's, okay. that's not germane to the plot. <laughs> okay. Let's get back to this. Islands from across the globe. So how's the new place? It's a four bed, two and a half bath igloo. It's great. Yeah, but you have to live in the South Pole. <laughs> I love that South. joke. So they sort of peek in on a conference room where there's a, a remote call happening with someone else. A bunch of elves are talking to someone else who's on the video phone. And the guy in the video phone says, oh, it's great. It's a two bedroom igloo or whatever. And the guy who was talking to him in the conference room, like sort of as an aside to his colleagues, goes, "Yeah, but you have to live in the South Pole." <laughs> which, which as any real Ricky Gervais quality, very the guy Ricky who said Gervais. That. Yeah, yeah, right. Um, okay, here we go. Back to the. We're that productive now. You hear that? The kids get twice the presents. About time, twenty twenty gave us some good news. Whatever your business is facing, let's workflow it. So it's basically just a bunch of. You're right. Uh, even the Brits think Santa is American. 
<laughs> so they're just um, they're just dealing in the moment with a bunch of uh, issues that are coming up, professional issues that are coming up. And yeah, so logistics. Just like, yeah, logistics. I it seem again. This is the first time I'm seeing it, and there's a lot going on in here right now. But it seems a little confusing to me. But I'm not a business. I don't have workflow issues. <laughs> I do. I actually do have workflow issues. But um, this isn't really a commercial for me. I guess. I thought it was really effective. I liked it a lot. I mean, I'm I'm not a mar- I'm not a target audience for it. I'm not a you know, you don't you don't handle supply line logistics exactly. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not in a position to be purchasing service now. No matter how much spam I get, I get the most hilarious spam, uh, especially since we started working from home. For some reason, like all of like my work spam changed, so I get all these things like, "Hi Genevieve, this is Ryan from Business Solutions Inc." <laughs> and I can tell from your website that your company and my company have a lot in common. I'm like, I work for the state (laughs) at a public university. What part of my company, as you so aptly refer to it, do you think it has in common with your company? I like um, I like it when we get comments on our podcast episodes on SoundCloud that where somebody yes. comes and be like, I your love track you. is fire. Your track is so fire. <laughs> oh, really? Which episode did you think was fire? <laughs> um, okay, so now we have a Red Bull commercial. I may have seen, We've this, seen this one. one. Yeah, this what, I don't think I've seen it. What's going on in here? All right, so this is just a little scene outside Santa's house in the North Pole. Um, we have a couple, a handful of reindeer, and they're kind of talking amongst themselves about how it's about time to get going for this year's deliveries. And it's in that um, what is now very recognizable Red Bull animation, that almost uh, squiggly animation yeah. um, style, which I like that they've really created that and stuck with it for years. Yeah, they've super owned that brand. Yeah, I also think that that's a practical thing too, right? Because these commercials can run anywhere in the world in any language. Oh, interesting, right? I've been seeing a lot of that. ads coming out lately where it's sort of like Pixar-style animation for mm-hmm. people. I, yes, a I, lot of that. I, I think that's a response to COVID. I cried from one of those commercials two oh, days ago. I'm also, which one? I'm I also working two. through a lot. Which one? The dad and his kid, and they go on a drive, and the kid has a note, I think maybe to Santa. It, it falls out the window, and, and they go chasing the dad it. Has, yeah, they go chasing it. The dad catches it right before it kind of goes over a cliff, yep. and it just says on the note, all I wanted for Christmas was a ride with my dad. Oh, no, I did not see that it's one, but now cute. I want to cry. Really, oh, man, it got me. Yes, there's a bunch of them, and of course I'm blanking. There's, there's the, Best I think Buy. The, the Best Buy ones are really good. I like that. Those are really like, um, they're showing a lot of diversity in, yeah. in, in the people they're portraying there. Somebody's in a wheelchair. Somebody's buying a computer, like a young woman's buying a computer for her girlfriend. It's explicit. Um, not it, explicit. No, I mean, it's explicitly uh, noted. Um, <laughs> um, but then also... Also, they're like, is it Albertsons and um, oh, yeah. Safeway? Have Fred the, Meyer, I think. Or Fred Meyer. Those. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking of. I really like those, yeah. that animation style. But there was one that I saw that was very moving too, Luke, although I'm blanking on it now. This is not that. This is the squiggly no, Red Bull gives you wings. Right. And and this and typical of a Red Bull ad, it's not going to be particularly sentimental, but more. It's not going to win any Cleos? <laughs> well, mm-hmm. I don't know. I don't know how they judge the Cleos, but it's not going to make you cry. Well, you have to send a letter to Cleo. Also, don't rule out this commercial making me cry i'm in a very fragile place <laughs> red bull gives you tears All right. so, <laughs> so, these, so these first voices you're hearing are uh, uh the bunch of the reindeer we need to get going where is he with the presents it's the same every year he always leaves it to the last minute oh 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 about time <laughs> <gasps> And, and us? Yes, Santa, what about us? 
Okay, so apparently they go into the to Santa's house and they see that he's been cranking down the Red Bull, and so now he comes out of the house and he's floating because, of course, Red Bull gives you wings, right? So he's flying around, and I guess the the deer are concerned that they don't have a role. Yes. Am I following this correctly? You got it's it. Essentially, a commercial about labor. Yeah, that's right. And about <laughs> outsourcing of labor <laughs> and about union rules yeah. and who's allowed to do what. Yeah, Santa. What about us? Oh, you should be happy. From now on, you get Christmas off. Red Bull gives me wings. Yeah, but like you say, Luke. But like, how does that affect their pay mm-hmm. benefits? Yeah. Where does that exactly. leave us? Yeah, it feels somehow aggressive. Like it feels like. He's arguably doing them a favor, saving them a day's work, but mm-hmm. it just feels it comes across like really aggro. Well, and and again, they're they're sad because they're reindeer, and this is what they live for. This is their big day. It's yeah. all, and and now they they don't get to do it. I this isn't a, actually a great example of it, but I I feel like there is a theme with most Santa commercials, which is Santa is a moron. <laughs> mm. yep. It's very often the case that San- the Santa is the least competent member mm-hmm. of, I mean, the elves are industrious, right. known for it. Mrs. Claus usually has a clue. Mm-hmm. Santa is almost always played as the moron. Sort mm-hmm. of doddering. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and everyone has to kind of help Santa stay out of his own way. I agree, yeah. Um, there's one I didn't include because there's really no Santa in it, but it's for Oreos, where um, an elf comes into like a 7-Eleven, some kind of, you know, quickie mart, and buys a bunch of Oreos, but then like uh, then it gets like a slushy or something with it. And the clerk says, you must be new. You don't know how this works. And he shows him that you drink milk with Oreos. And then now the elf's got it. He mm-hmm. takes the milk and the Oreos out to Santa. Mm-hmm. Why, what did the doddering Santa? Why did why did the conversation about doddering Santa's? Just, just somehow that like that like everybody has to kind of like cater to Santa. Mm-hmm. I see. Right. 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 Um, I don't think I'm going to like this next one just based on the fact that it's called Manscaped. It's very upsetting. I'll be really straight with you guys. Do you it, know this one, Luke? No, but I, I feel like I know that fairly awful. It's is it a portmanteau or is it just a made up word? I know what manscaping is. Right. Yeah, manscaping. It's this is for a product uh, for for male body grooming. Right. 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 Called and, the lawnmower. And I've been hearing a lot of radio ads on my favorite podcast for like some sort of body grooming. And it's yes. like, and don't worry, it'll take care of down there too. It like, doesn't Ooh. get too. This doesn't talk too much about that aspect of it, but it is. It's in the way of like a lot of these new kind of products where the advertising is very. Um, sort of cheaply made and it's with a spirit of irreverence but but it's just like low production values All right. um but this one heavily features santa as a character mm. santa has a lot to do in this commercial and i felt i would be remiss mm-hmm. if i did not include it and, and if you, i did not also make you put it in your brain the way it's mm-hmm. in my brain now. well i'm scrolling through it now and i see that we're Going to see a lot of Santa. We're going to see a lot of Santa. So what's going on? So much Santa. So what's going on? But you know, we're not going to see unsightly hair on Santa. I have a strong feeling. Or will we pre- No, there's no no before. It's only after. God, it's funny how the little things really go a long way. So Um, we open on a woman coming down the stairs, um, kind of catching the traditional coming down the stairs on Christmas, catching Santa, uh, doing his thing in the in the in the living room collecting cookies leaving toys exactly um but this santa is not a jolly older man but a sort of a scrawny younger man he's also wearing shorts 
you know, but Santa pant style shorts. Oh, they're not boxer shorts. No, no, oh, they're like okay. they're, they're like shorts. they're sort of like board shorts. Not even really that. They're just like knee length Santa pants. Knee length Santa pants. Okay. Um. So she they had they she she sees him. He turns around and they start to have a conversation. Santa. Very shirtless. Cindy. Oh wow. So. We see when Santa turns around that he is, he does have a full white beard, but other than that, he clearly is a younger man. Yeah. He is completely shirtless underneath his Santa coat, and he's he's not, like, super jacked or anything. He's, like, in pretty good shape, but he's just, like, a, just like a kind of a regular-looking dude, but he's completely hairless. Mm-hmm. Very, very clean. And he's pretty, you know, he's fairly thin. He doesn't look big. He's got like. a six-pack, though, but you're yeah. right. Not from excessive working out, from maybe excessive lack of food. Yeah, he just looks <laughs> sort, of, sort of scrawny. I mean, he's. In, I'm sure that this actor's in good shape, but he's not, I don't think they're presenting him as, like, he's ripped or anything. Mm. It's the hair, Dad. Got to get rid of the hair. It's dirty. <laughs> Cindy? Oh, wow. That is not how I pictured you. What? The beard? Yeah, I thought you'd be more... She makes, like, a bigger like you like how you'd be fat bigger bigger yeah i was till mrs claus got me at the lawnmower 3.0 for manscaped i had so much excess hair <laughs> she's so smart oh yeah <gasps> that reminds me i have one for your boyfriend thank you so much steven's gotten so hairy already unwrapped don't worry i haven't used it that skin safe technology so he won't saint nick himself <laughs> nice witty merry christmas it's good to see you. It's good to see you. They're yeah. finishing off the cookies I mean, I together. You, but you know what I, mean. <laughs> I always yeah. see you, but you know what I mean. Because Santa knows when you've been sleeping. Also, right. they obviously used to be a thing, right? Did they used to have a thing? That's why he says Cindy in that way. First of all, I give this five Santas up. <laughs> uh-huh. I, I I love this commercial. Like I was so I mean I was so ready. It's to, not as gross as you expected. No, the acting is actually comedically the mm. timing yeah. is actually way better than I expected. I thought it was just going to be like you know just like the the world's worst plays on words uh, yeah. or you know what I mean like Christmas related wordplay that was just kind of like make sure she wants to see your candy cane right. after you did it and it's gonna have some like dad blues in the back like, but it's like it is better than that like it's definitely the plot is these two used to be an item that's why he says I'm, start, in, I'm interested to hear to the, you say listen that. to the way he says Cindy alright go back yeah let's watch the whole thing because she also says you're different than I expected right. not you've changed over the years let's okay well that's, okay, and, he that's said, good, and he references his wife Right. Oh, these are both good points. Okay. Let's just take a listen. Right. Now that we know what's happening, let's listen all the way again. And also, by the way, I would, I think this guy is relatively jacked. I mean, for I a regular is, person, he, like they have him in a coat. The coat is so oversized yeah. that it really makes him look scrawny. I would kill for that body. No, he's got a good body. Yeah. I mean, obviously, like this actor has in his you know group of headshots or whatever a shirtless photo. Like that's one of the yes. things he's selling. But he's not. He's not like greased up and tanned or anything, yeah. you know yeah. what I mean? Like you know when a man is being presented in a commercial beefcake to look like beefcake, and yeah. that's not what they're going for. Yeah, here. okay. Santa. Cindy. Oh wow, that is not how I pictured you. What? The beard? Yeah, I thought you'd be more. Mm. <laughs> bigger? 
bigger, yeah. I was! Till Mrs. Claus got me at the Lawnmower 3.0 for Manscaped. I had so much excess hair! <laughs> She's so smart. Oh, yeah. <gasps> that reminds me, I have one for your boyfriend! Thank you so much. Steven's gotten so hairy. Already unwrapped. Don't worry, I haven't used it. That skin safe. Yeah, I'm not getting history from these. She's no, just, hold on. She's just pause horny. It. Okay. Pause it. Right. But here's the part. You're totally right. Of course, it wouldn't make any sense uh, for her to say you don't look the way I expected. But when he says, when when basically like there's a, they share this moment of the cookies. It has a distinctly like two people that used to date that are now with other people, but still have a little thing in their heart for each other. I know that's not the plot, but I'm just saying that's where I got that's that the vibe. Yeah, I that's think that's where I got that vibe. From. I think that's the that's the failure of the production sure mm -hmm. um okay i like it better by the way if that's the plot of the commercial <laughs> if they have a history santa accidentally delivers a gift to his exes i actually also like the performance of the woman here yes. when, when she yes. when she gestures to show that she thought he was going to be fat yeah um she does a it's a subtle little move but she does a nice job with i it. really think the acting is good in that commercial. i agree and i actually think hers especially and also just like her lustfulness is uh, comes across really well um okay one more here before we check in with the yeah we got to talk about we purple mattress because this was very upsetting to me okay set it up there are a couple of versions of this ad and i chose the one that has a what I think is a funnier joke, even though the edit on this is very bad. So you're going to hear like a weird edit in the start. But the premise of both versions of the ad is that a little boy is sitting on Santa's lap at like, you know, a mall or something. It's unclear where they are. He's with his mother. And when Santa asks what he wants for a gift, he says he wants a purple mattress. Now, in one version, Santa says, don't you want like a bike or something like a traditional toy? But in this one... <laughs> His mother intervenes before Santa can ask that question, and Santa burns her so hard, and that's why I kept this one. Okay. And what would you like for Christmas? I want a purple mattress oh. with you really want a purple mattress. Wait your turn, Karen. <laughs> you really have something like a memory foam mattress? With all due respect, Santa, purple's patented comfort grid lets you sleep cool, and it cradles your pressure points so you can sleep in any position you'd like. Save up to $400 on purple mattresses and bundles at Mattress Firm today. Find the Mattress Firm. So the kid had a little presentation ready to go to show uh, right, Santa why. Right, he had like, a, like a, one of those pulled out pointers. And but you everything. just love wait your turn, Karen. I like the diss on Karen. Also, what the fuck happened to that Santa Claus? He looks like he Thank was you. dried out in a, <laughs> in a, like a jerkifier. Well, but, but, but Genevieve, in defense of the people who did the casting for this commercial, Santa is rarely described as jolly, rotund, <laughs> apple cheeked. Right. Where where do you what do you have to work with? How yeah. do you know? How, how do you know he's not supposed to look he looks like, like a, goddamn, a wizened toe? He looks like the goddamn emperor. It is yeah. so scary. Why? Is it is so weird. What bizarre casting did they end up with? Well, I do believe that he drinks a lot, and so that's kind of a um, I mean isn't that kind of a stereotype? Well but but he should be at the like the 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 burst capillary stage yeah, of drinking, right. not the uh, not the end stage of drinking. I mean, I don't want to Santa shame him, but he, he looks horrible. There is no, I know this having attended a Santa, like they're they're called the real beard Santas. Uh -huh. You know, it's a mm -hmm. very they take it very seriously. They're the they're basically dudes that realize at some point. I'm pretty fat and I have this beard. <laughs> mm -hmm. I'm going to lean into it. What's really interesting is when their wife becomes a Mrs. Claus. Uh. And that's, I mean, that's a lifestyle. 
And it's and, hard to get jobs when you're like to, when you move to a new city to both fill the role of Mrs. Claus and Santa Claus. Yeah, it's called yeah, trailing claws. Yeah, sure. trailing claws, right? Um, but uh, yeah, there are lots and lots and lots of people who can portray Santa Claus in a mattress ad who mm-hmm. don't look yes, uh, yeah, like uh, you know they they they've been having some sort of a situation. <laughs> Bukow Santa. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody's talking at me. I don't hear words saying Only the echoes of my mind Would be so keeping the driver's seat here for a second. Um, what do we got in the old mailbag? Well, uh, listener Heather wrote in. Um, Andrew, you'll recall we did a show a couple weeks ago. Uh, Ham, Pam, thank you, Spam. Yes, of course. <laughs> um, and we talked about products, uh, commercials for products, including Ham um, and Spam and Pam. Uh, one of them was for a deviled ham, um, and Heather writes in your discussion, and we decided. Well, we looked at it. I'd never had deviled ham. I didn't know what it was. Did you, Luke? No, um, I, I guess I've never even. I'd heard of it, but never even wondered what the flavoring is. What makes it deviled? Well, it's sort of like a ground-up pate style mm. of ham. It comes in a. It comes in a can. It looks how you'd prefer your ham, as you would ground want it. up and in a can, right? Um, and spiced. It looked horrifying to me. Um, Heather writes. Your discussion about the canned deviled ham stopped me in my tracks and took me straight back to 1985. My family was a skiing family, and my mom packed easy-to-eat treats for post-skiing, parking lot snacking, while we packed up our gear. Anything will taste good to you, by the way, yes. when you are after skiing all day and being in the parking lot. Like, yes. I would eat like a dog turd on toast mm-hmm. in that in that. Uh, moment by the way more healthy for you than deviled ham (laughs) hormel deviled ham smeared on seeded rye bread figured prominently into the rotation at the time it was the most delicious snack ever but through today's lens it was like dog food um oh also for andrew my german father always had various sausage products like land Landjägers and schlockwurst Ooh, schlockwurst what's a schlockwurst i don't know but it's like a Brock, it's like a uh, knockwurst, but just like a little too much. <laughs> yeah, right. uh, we get it. Yeah. Schlockwurst. Yes. Um, those were good days. Thanks for bringing back the memories of the taste, smell, and happy family time. And also, I mean, I, I might as well just throw in here, like, that the shot of the spiced canned ham that we saw in the specific commercial we played looked terrible. But, like, I eat all, I mean, Luke, just on TBTL, we just had a whole hot dog, a, a yeah. set of hot dog shows. I love hot dogs. Like, yes. what's in a hot dog? Well, like, like, I, I'm not trying to cast like aspersions. Like I said, you can make a lot of foods look gross. Like, yeah. I used to eat Brunschweiger, and it was delicious. But that's just a gray yeah. pork-based pate. Right. Yeah, like pepperoni, really, if yeah. you break it down, is, is nothing uh, to, you know, be too excited about. Yeah. You want to talk all, about all the bologna? You know again? what? I, I just realized something in that story, though. As to why I was never into like snow sports or inner tubing or any of that stuff when I was a kid it was because the one time that we did it as a family was like with our church. We drove up to like probably Snoqualmie Pass or whatever there was around Seattle. First of all, we had terrible winter gear. I had on these rubber, <laughs> they were rain boots. Oh no. I remember. And That's I, not going to keep you warm. No. So my feet were really, really cold. This isn't the point of the story is, is not for people to feel bad for me. If they do feel bad for me, <laughs> that's just a happy accident. But I remember sitting, my my dad had a pickup truck at the time and it had like a camp, like not a camper, but a, you know, 
little back area. And I remember sitting on the back gate of the truck and being really hungry and my mom giving me an apple to eat. Oh, yeah. yeah that's not had that been deviled ham no. on rye, yes. I might have you, had a totally different relationship. You need protein and carbs yeah. in not that a, situation. Not a, Absolutely. Not an apple that's warmer than the weather. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. What do we, we got another email here. Oh, this is now, Viz, I want to say I see this is about the TJ Maxx cluster of stores. Like TJ Maxx and yes, Marshalls. Yes, the TJX companies. Uh, TJ Maxx is kind of close to Luke's family because uh, Luke's brother David did work. He did I believe work. he managed it. No, did, no, but oh, he did oh. work in loss prevention, okay. which was interesting because the loss prevention was just asking someone if you could help them while they were stealing. They had no authorization to actually <laughs> physically stop anyone from stealing right, right. or chase them. What The job was if you saw someone actively stealing, you would just say, hey, can I help you with that? <laughs> just kind of <laughs> try to make them uncomfortable. And, and your hope was that they would then just kind of give up right but if they decided to keep stealing and walk out of the store you were actually like trained to not do anything so hey pro tip during these difficult times (laughs) well that's actually very germane to uh what this ad is is telling people um and this also will appeal to uh, tj maxx is very close to my heart also my mom i know my mom's listening uh, a true maxinista (laughs) Mm -hmm. uh born and bred um, Rachel says uh, she, she's there's a, an ad now for like sort of all the TJX companies, which is TJ Maxx, Marshalls, and I didn't know this, but Home Goods is also one mm-hmm. of those uh, companies. Um, and I love a TJ Maxx. Like the deals are insane. Um, but Rachel has a concern. Unless I'm reading this completely wrong, what they seem to be doing in this commercial is trying to reframe shopping in a brick and mortar store as a brand new and magical and completely awesome experience. Which, to be fair, I feel like it would be yeah. right now. Mm-hmm. I was at a mall. Don't worry, socially distant, masked <laughs> up. I was I, and a, a largely outdoor mall actually before I came here, and they put some wind in my sails. Yeah, yeah. not gonna lie. Yeah. I don't blame there you. There were some friggin' lights up. Uh-huh. Uh huh. She says, on the one hand, it's COVID time, so yeah, anytime you get to leave the house feels like an amazing event. On the other hand, uh, COVID is exactly why you should really think hard about whether or not it's worth it to shop in a store right now. And then there's the small fact that Christmas shopping in stores is usually a horrible nightmare, which is why a lot of people had moved to shopping online, even be- even in the before times. Uh, but I have to admire their chutzpah, even while slowly shaking my head. So why don't you play this TJX company's commercial? And it, she's exactly right. Um, it's a it's it's with a woman. Um, it's very sort of um, how to say magical and kind of like um, not very literal, but she's walking through a forest. She, she leaves her house. She goes through a revolving door, as you would. Yeah, because like, she's kind of looking glum on her couch. Yeah, she's and glum like, on just her like, couch. You know, it's COVID time. She can't leave. And then suddenly there's but a big... But suddenly you can. There's a big TJ magical... Because open. It almost reminds me of like a C.S. Lewis-y. Yes. Almost like a big magical golden revolving door in her living room. She goes yes. through it. Then she's suddenly up in this cloud, fantasy cloud place with stacks and stacks of gifts yeah and there's presents hanging on off of every tree and she's plucking presents down from by the, the way you can buy a lion a witch or a wardrobe at tj maxx <laughs> but you can't go in looking for any of those things specifically you'll find them at drastically reduced prices exactly there is a, no never mind i'm not gonna say that <laughs> this year's been a lot so let's give this holiday all the merry we've got here she comes There's a place She's you can go where inspiration in lines the shelves for giving gifts so thoughtful you'll outdo the elves you see here each okay present can we pause yep. it i take issue with the nature of shopping at tj maxx as being where thoughtful gifts are gotten <laughs> because you don't know what is ever going to be yeah. inside a tj maxx 
it might be where you find an amazing gift for someone, but that is in the category of happenstance, yeah. not being thoughtful. Yeah. This, well, you got to go there with an open mind. Absolutely. And an open heart. I stopped myself from saying this a second ago, but that's because I don't know if I can articulate it right. And I don't want to be kind of classist too, but I went to TJ Maxx a lot as a kid and there's always the areas of TJ Maxx that seem kind of inviting to a kid because it's like kind of toys or toy-esque stuff, but then you get close to it and it just kind of reeks of d- divorce and second marriage like just like kind of crappy I think you might be bringing some of your own maybe, maybe but it seems like a bunch of crappy gifts for stepdads is kind of what I would see like a lot of like weird golfing related stuff like oh here's a mug you can put on your desk but sure. it also is a golf game for some reason mm-hmm. or here's like a, an <laughs> electric it's an electric tie rack that lights up <laughs> right. or something racking like up electric ties. Yeah, racking up electric ties anyway let's go back Gifts so thoughtful, I told you I you'll outdo the elves. You see, here each present is especially nice, so they'll love what you got them, and you'll love the price. If you want, you will love the price. That is a remember, true fact. This is the place to spend less and gift better. TJ Maxx. Oh, and Marshall, then at the end, we see her revolving door again uh, to get back, back home. To home. Yeah. Well, Rachel, I agree with you, and and maybe it's dicey to be telling people to go out to stores right now, but God damn, I want to mm-hmm. go to a fucking TJ Maxx. Yes, I think that's a very effective commercial. Yeah. I will yeah. say, like whether or not it's socially responsible is another thing, but of of planning the idea of going out and shopping and having it be this magical experience, I feel like it's very visually stimulating. I actually think it's a good a good pitch. And can I also say uh, not to not to disagree uh, with I don't know exactly if it's disagreeing with Rachel's point, but if there's one store that I think can actually say it is a magical voyage of discovery, it is the TJ Maxx and the Max X brands, as you've called them. I know I've already made this point, but it truly is a place where you just don't know what's going to happen when you walk in. Yeah, yeah. right. And, like you go into a Nordstrom, you know exactly where the pants are. Right. And you know what kind of pants they sell. Yes. It's absolutely. like so. So this this is a legitimately indicates what it's like to go to this place. It is a voyage of discovery. I love it. All right, uh, this is pretty oh, exciting. Wait, real oh, one, yeah. one real quick thing from Rachel also, which I think was worth worth mentioning. We talked about that Rice Krispies commercial um, where the little boy um, shows up to a dance, what we think is a dance class. Um, he's a little boy. He's doing ballet. Um, he feels a little shy. And his father has left him a note on his Rice, a Rice Krispies um, treat that says, I think, like, do you, you're going to do great, kiddo, or something like that. And he it inspires him, and it makes him feel strong. And I said, just, you know, to be honest and fair that it's a little weird that a, a young boy is in a class where there are also dancers on toe shoes. It seems like the skill level is very disparate in mm-hmm. this environment. And Rachel says, I think the ballet boy in the Rice Krispies commercial is taking place at an audition. And it is. It's called audition. I went back and looked. And that would explain a lot of things. And she's completely right. So right. thank you, Rachel. And it would also explain why he kind of doesn't know anybody there and yes. that whole thing. All right. Uh, it is time. Luke, I don't know if you know that we do this on the show. I've probably mentioned it to you before. but uh, it's I something... have listened to this show. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, I, you know honestly, exactly what's going to happen this here. This is – I am the – I'm exactly the target for this program. <laughs> mm-hmm. A person who loves commercials and thinks about them. I was going to say deeply, but that indicates I have some insight. I think about commercials <laughs> a lot. Well, we don't like we don't like to uh, we'd like to say that we have any insights here. All right, that, uh, that's setting the bar too high. It is indeed, though. Jingle time. Head council, it's jingle time. Hi, Andrew and Genevieve. This is um, your good friend Jonah calling from San Diego. 
Um, and and I should say that by by good friend, our friendship consists of my having left a couple of messages with you <laughs> and my listening to your podcast every week, which I love. Um, so don't rack your brain too hard thinking. <laughs> I literally was racking my brain too hard earlier when I first got Yes, I know. This is great. I am. But if we were to meet in real life, I know you would like me because I have a, a certain sparkle and a lot of wonderful qualities. I agree. Uh, one of these qualities, however, is not being able to sing. Um, but I'm not going to pull a Harvey. So... Hmm. Uh, All right, let me interject here really quickly because um, Jonah actually called back later to kind of apologize to listener Harvey for that little dig. <laughs> what Harvey was a listener who I believe wrote in about some topic and then said, I have a whole bunch of jingles I want to sing for yeah. you, but he never and called in to sing, to sing the jingle. Yeah. So I guess pulling a Harvey is when you just have good intentions but no jingles to back it up. So, okay, back to you, Jonah. But I'm not going to pull a Harvey. So... Um, Extra value is what you get when you shop Chlorinet. That's my jingle. And the reason I like that jingle so much is because I'm not interested in paper towels, nor have I ever been. <laughs> and I didn't even know who Rosemary Clooney was when this came out in 1979. Oh. And I, George Clooney wasn't even a thing. Yet I still remember it because it's so damn catchy. All right. So he said uh, Coronet. Did he say your Coronet? Uh, Coronet. Coronet. Yeah. Uh, paper so towels. Coronet was okay. a, a brand of paper towels and like tissues and paper and uh, other paper goods like that. And Rosemary Clooney, uh, you know, fame famously uh, uh, American singer. I think she did some acting. White Christmas. Uh, White Christmas. Right. Um, she uh, she was their pitch woman for a long time and um, did many many ads where she's like just. Uh, Walking through the you know the grocery store with a woman showing her like how to you know what, what coronet products she can buy, and there are so many great Rosemary Clooney coronet ads. I chose the one that I thought was the best representation, had the best sound. Uh, so why don't you play it? Ooh, this is exciting. Extra value is what you get when you buy coronet. When you buy bath tissue, look for this money-saving coronet eight pack. What a value! Coronet bath tissue is soft, high-quality two-ply tissue and comes in pretty prints on white or colors. You get quality and economy. That's why this Coronet Bath Tissue 8-Pack is America's bestseller. So always buy Coronet paper products from Georgia Pacific. Extra value is what you get when you buy Coronet. That's great. I, I want to say, Jonah, thank you for that amazing jingle because I love Rosemary Clooney, but I did not know about her whole coronet thing. I'll give her five Santas. I miss commercials when people act like they were in a commercial. Yes, yes right? Yeah. I mean, Good listen, call. my entire career outside of podcasting is based on doing ads and related things where I'm just acting like I'm not in that. Right. So I benefit greatly from the bar lowering that's gone on. But that's some professional showbiz you just heard from Rosemary Clooney. I think that's so fantastic. And I think, and I just, like, that's the kind of thing when we talk about Jingle Time that it really is at the heart of it to me. Like, these classic jingles that, like, you know, that's a little bit before our time. So mm -hmm. it's just like it was lost. It would have been lost to me personally if Jonah hadn't called it in. So thank you. I will mention George Clooney was a thing in 1979. He just wasn't <laughs> yeah, famous. Exactly. <laughs> right. he, he, he existed on this planet. I actually had that same thought. I, um, you know, speaking of, by the way, we play other people's jingles all the time. And I always have trouble thinking of, of them for myself. The only one I, I think I've sang on the show before is um, the 
uh, Toys R Us uh, mm-hmm. Christmas commercial, Pink Two Wheeler, please, for this Toys R Us kid. Yeah. But it just occurred to me, we were talking about TJ Maxx before. That's a huge one from my youth. You get the max for the minimum, the minimum price. Yep. And then something. And then something. I don't remember. Huh. I didn't play How did I that on the West in the Coast? middle, really? Yeah, yeah I remember Max for the minimum, minimum, minimum price. price. Yeah. Oh, I can't, boy, boy, I can't remember the payoff. I'll figure it out and I'll bring it uh, back next week. Meantime, uh, I believe One Carol more. had a jingle for us. Yeah, thank you, Carol. Hi, Genevieve and Andrew. This is Carol in Devon, PA. I've been wanting to call with this jingle for a really long time because it gets stuck in my head. It's from the 70s, and I grew up in the Philadelphia area. So this is from suburban I could have told you that. New Jersey, and this was on TV all the time, especially on Saturday mornings, I guess. That's when we probably, as kids, watched the most TV when we were watching cartoons. And I think the actual ads are hilarious. Um, I'm sending you two because the second one has video that will crack you up. The outfits they show are nothing like what I've ever seen anybody wear in any of the decades I've been on the planet, and the acting is absolutely horrendous. It's not a fancy salon. It's nothing but a Quonset hut. But if you've got a passion for fashion and you've got a craving for savings, take the wheel of your automobile and swing on down to Ideal. I love it. I I never even phenomenal? heard that before, and I wanted to join in and just give her some like some yeah, jazzy some, some do to do. Yeah, exactly. Wait, can, I, can I get a, a, a clarification? Is it ideal? Yes. Ideal. And yes. it was a beauty salon. I think it was a uh, like a clothing store. I want to text my mother. Uh-huh. I don't know. Why I said it that way. Who grew up in Philadelphia? <laughs> yeah, find out. And I want to just see if if ideal. You know, fashion is uh, something it's that she remembers. It's just a Quonset hut. Yeah, and see if she can sing it. I guess it doesn't translate over text. So Carol was kind enough to send us the the sort of the version of the song that she sang, which I I, I we only have the audio for. But then there's another version that is um, a, a video, like a, a you know a commercial with video, and it is the the acting is she's right. It's horrendous. It's hilarious. It's like these two women in these sort of like very eighties sort of long blouses and dresses out for a day at the races of oh, a day at the races yeah why don't you um play play the uh, day at the races one okay should we hear the jingle first, okay play though? the jingle first. okay let's just the, the, let's get that payoff here yeah it's not a fancy salon it's nothing but a quonset hut but if you've got a passion for fashion and you've got a craving for saving Take the wheel of your automobile and swing on down to ideal. This is where the announcer talks over top yeah, and talks exactly. about all the deals, probably. Right, this the like so of good. the week. I know, right. isn't that phenomenal? I and love maybe, it. Maybe it's just um, an omission. The phone number that's listed on this, this kind of still from the YouTube. Uh huh. It's just seven one two. Is that long ago? Call Ronhurst. Right. Five, six, six. <laughs> yes. It, what is it here? It says, uh, Hamilton. Call yeah. Hamilton, 712. That's that is wild. wonderful. Okay, Thank now let's you, get it. Carol. A, yeah, now let's hear the one that has. Now this has, you got to picture it. Oh, by the way, we have an update from my mom. Oh, oh what'd she say? Great. I She's said, hey, mom, quick. do you remember the ideal fashion place in Philly? Quote, it's just a Quonset hut. She said, what are you talking about? Oh. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> well, that was uh, sort of a letdown. I'll be honest. <laughs> I love that uh, this commercial we're about to play it starts with like the, the the local television slate from I'm guessing this is Channel 17, The Great Entertainer. I could be wrong <laughs> about what I'm seeing, but it's pretty zazzy. If you've got a passion for fashion, oh, and you've got a craving for saving. Take the wheel of your automobile and swing on down to Ideal. You can buy two outfits for a little more than the regular price of one at the Ideal Manufacturing Company. Ideal has everything. So why pay regular prices at regular retail stores? Take this tip. Make the trip to Ideal. I, I even it love the It was the, the TJ voiceover. Maxx of its day. Yes, and I love the quality of that woman's voice. Yes. It's so great. That is so delightful. I love these little um, time capsules from a particular geography that, you know, mm-hmm. I'd ne- I've never, I didn't grow up in Philly in that time, so it's totally. Apparently neither did my mother. <laughs> <laughs> this is when the lie starts to unravel. She didn't have the idea. She slips out of accent like Emily Mortimer in 30 Rock. <laughs> Carol, thank you so much. That was absolutely a delight. You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right. Thank you so much, Luke. This is fun. You want to do it every week? Having, I would, could this just be TBTL? Yeah. <laughs> Apparently well, it, will, it, it is. It will be tomorrow. <laughs> yes, but I mean permanently. This is so much fun. Um, thank you for having me. Thanks for and joining us. This, like, honestly, uh, I, I, I will endeavor to catch a show more because every time I hear it, and certainly anytime I'm around it, I have such a great time. So thank you. Um, you can, if you also feel that way, you can uh, get at us. You can join the Facebook group. Uh, we love to read the comments there. You can email us at after these messages show at gmail.com or you can call us at 607 444 5597. The jingles have been wonderful. Yes. Please keep them coming. I'll figure out the end of my TJ Maxx jingle by next week. Yeah. So, or I'll forget this conversation ever happened. Tune in. But uh, either way, it. we want to hear you sing, not me. So again, 607 444 5597. Talk to you next Tuesday. You can sell anything.